2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. Listen to me. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. Isaiah 7, verse 9. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Habakkuk 2, verse 4. But the righteous will live by his faith. Matthew 6, verses 30 through 34. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, so do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you have need of them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 8, verses 8 through 10. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and I tell that one, come, and he comes. And I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Matthew 8, 24-26 Without warning, a furious storm came upon the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. Matthew 9, 2. Some men brought him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Matthew 9, 20-22. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that very moment. Matthew 9, 27-29 As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith will it be done to you. Matthew 14, 31 Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Matthew 15, 22-28 A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Matthew 16, verses 8 through 10. Jesus asked, You have little faith. Why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand and how many basketfuls you gathered? 
or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? Matthew 17, verses 14 through 20. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Oh, unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy. And he was healed from that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, Because you have so little faith. I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew 21, verses 18 through 22. Early in the morning, as he was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it and found nothing on it but leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly, they asked. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Mark 2, verses 1 through 12. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. Since they could not get to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up, take up your mat and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Mark 4, verses 35 through 41. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was, in a boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Mark 5, verses 25 through 34. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. 
Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Mark 6, verses 1 through 6. Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him, that he even does miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own house is a prophet without honor. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Mark 10, verses 45 through 52. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When they heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Mark 11, 22 through 24. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, Go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Mark 16, verses 14 through 18. Later Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. Luke 5.20 When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. Luke 7, verse 9 When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at them. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Luke 7, verse 50 Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Luke 8:48. Then Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Luke 12, 28. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Luke 17, verses 5 and 6. 
The apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. He replied, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Luke 17, verse 19. Then Jesus said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice, and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Luke 18:42. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Luke 22, verses 31 through 32. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. John 2, verse 11. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Canaan in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. John 11, verses 43 through 45. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, put their faith in him. John 14, verse 12. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Acts 3.16 By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. Acts 6 verse 5 This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Acts 6 verse 7 So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Acts 11.24 Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Acts 13.8 But Elymas, the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Acts 14, verses 8-10 through 10. In Lystra there sat a man crippled in his feet, who was lame from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. Acts 14, verses 21 through 22. They preached the good news in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. Acts 14, 27. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. Acts 15.9 
God made no distinction between us and the Gentiles, for he purified their hearts by faith. Acts 16.5 So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. Acts 20, verse 21. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 24, verse 24. Several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was a Jewess. He sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. Acts 26, verses 17 and 18. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Acts 27, verse 25. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Romans 1, verse 5. Through him and for his namesake, we receive grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. Romans 1, verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. Romans 1, verses 11 through 12. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may mutually be encouraged by each other's faith. Romans 1, verse 17. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from the first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Romans 3, verse 3. What if some did not have faith? Will their lack of faith nullify God's faithfulness? Romans 3, verse 22. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Romans 3, verse 25. God presented Jesus as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. Romans 3, 27. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. On what principle? On that of observing the law? No, but on that of faith. Romans 3, verses 28 through 31. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith, apart from observing the law. Is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too, since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through the same faith. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? No, not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. Romans 4, verses 4 through 5. Now when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. Romans 4, verses 9 through 24. Is this blessedness only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? We have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. Under what circumstances was it credited? Was it after he was circumcised or before? It was not after, but before. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So then, he is the father of all who believe but have not been circumcised in order that righteousness might be credited to them. And he is also the father of the circumcised, who not only are circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. 
It was not through law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who live by law are heirs, faith has no value and the promise is worthless, because law brings wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace, and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it has been said of him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words, it was credited to him, were written not for him alone, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Romans 5 verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of our God. Romans 9 verses 30 through 32. What then shall we say? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith, but Israel who pursued a law of righteousness has not attained it? Why not? Because they pursued it, not by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. Romans 10, verses 6 through 8. But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or, Who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are proclaiming. Romans 10 verse 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. Romans 11:20 You stand by faith. Romans 12 verses 3 through 6 For by the grace given me I say to every one of you Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. Romans 14 verses 1 through 2. Accept him whose faith is weak, without passing judgment on disputable matters. One man's faith allows him to eat everything, but another man's faith, whose faith is weak, eats only vegetables. 
Romans 14, verse 23. Everything that does not come from faith is sin. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 4 and 5. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 9. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by that one Spirit. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 15, 14. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. 1 Corinthians 15, 17. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 24. Not that we lord it over your faith, but we work with you for your joy, because it is by faith you stand firm. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 13 and 14. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. We live by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 7. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 15. Our hope is that your faith continues to grow. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Galatians 1.23 They only heard the report. The man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. Galatians 2, verse 15 through 21. We who are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law, because by observing the law, no one will be justified. If while we seek to be justified in Christ, it becomes evident that we ourselves are sinners, does that not mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, I prove that I am a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Galatians 3, verses 8 through 14. The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham 
All nations will be blessed through you. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one is justified before God by the law, because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Galatians 3, 23-26 Before this faith came, we were held prisoners by the law, locked up until faith should be revealed. So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Galatians 5, verses 5 through 6. But by faith, we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Ephesians 1, verses 15 and 16. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Ephesians 2, 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Ephesians 3, 12. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Ephesians 3, verses 16 through 19. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6. There is one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 13. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. Ephesians 6 and verse 16. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Ephesians 6 verse 23. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 1 verse 25. I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and your joy in the faith. Philippians 1.27 I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel. Philippians 2 verse 17 But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. Philippians 3.9 And be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God is by faith. Philippians 3, 9. 
being found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, which comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God is by faith. Colossians 1, verses 3 and 4. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. Colossians 1, 23. Continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. Colossians 2, verses 5 through 7. For though I am absent from you in the body, I am present with you in the spirit and delight to see how orderly you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Colossians 2.12 Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith. 1 Thessalonians 1.8 Your faith in God has become known everywhere. 1 Thessalonians 3.2-4 We sent Timothy, who is our brother and God's fellow worker in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. You know quite well that we were destined for them. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted. And it turned out that way, as you well know. 1 Thessalonians 3, verses 5-7 through 7. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought us good news about your faith and love. Therefore, brothers, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. 1 Thessalonians 3.10 Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. 1 Thessalonians 5.8 But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate. 2 Thessalonians 1.3-4 We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith. 1 Thessalonians 1.11 We constantly pray for you, that our God may count you worthy of his calling, and that by his power he may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. 2 Thessalonians 3.2 And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not everyone has faith. 1 Timothy 1, verses 3 through 5. Command certain men not to teach false doctrines any longer, nor devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. These promote controversies rather than God's work, which is by faith. The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. 1 Timothy 1:14. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 1, verses 18 through 19. Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by following them you may fight the good fight, holding on to faith and to a good conscience. 
Some have rejected these and so have shipwrecked their faith. 1 Timothy 2, verse 7. And for this purpose I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher of the true faith to the Gentiles. 1 Timothy 2, 15. But women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. 1 Timothy 3, 9. Keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. 1 Timothy 3.13 Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 4.1 The Spirit clearly says that in the latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. 1 Timothy 4.6 If you point these things out to the brothers, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, brought up in the truths of the faith and of the good teachings that you have followed. 1 Timothy 4.12 Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. 1 Timothy 5.8 If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. 1 Timothy 6 verses 10 through 12. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 1 Timothy 6, verses 20-21 through 21. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in so doing have wandered from the faith. 2 Timothy 1.5 I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. 2 Timothy 1.13 What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching, with faith and love in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 2.22 Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. 2 Timothy 3.15 from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 4.7 I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Titus 1.2 A faith and knowledge resting on hope of eternal life. Titus 1.4 To Titus, my true son, in our common faith. Titus 1.13 This testimony is true. Therefore rebuke them sharply so that they will be sound in the faith. Titus 2.2 Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love and in endurance. Titus 3.15 Greet those who love us in the faith. Philemon, verses 5 and 6 I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Hebrews 4, verses 2 through 14 For we also have had the gospel preached to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them, because those who heard it did not combine it with faith. Hebrews 6, verse 12. 
We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Hebrews 10 verses 22 and 23. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us of a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Hebrews 10:38. But my righteous one will live by faith. Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 9. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith he still speaks even though he is dead. By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Hebrews 11.11 By faith Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. Hebrews 11:13. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. Hebrews 11:17. By faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Hebrews 11, 20 through 24. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about an exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Hebrews 11, 27-39 By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon and Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms. 